Hour number two, let's go. Chad and Zay on the horn, 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260. No Chad Hastings. He'll be back next week. I am Zay Collier, joined by Keenan Womack. Time flies when you're having fun, but we got two more hours to go. Very excited about that. More football talk, more hoops talk, and everything else in between. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Yeah, people are cutting up on the Specs text line. Somebody said, is AI making uniforms now? <laughs> uh, that's cold blood. They're not talking about Allen Iverson either. No, they are not. They're talking about the scary AI, the one oh. that's going to make us all, you know, robot servants or something. It's going to be yeah. bad in a few years probably. It is bad. Enjoy it while it lasts, guys. Enjoy society while it lasts before the robots take over. Yeah, I like AI when they, you know, make all-time lists. And that's stuff nice. like that's fun because that, you know, that helps in sports. Me and Chad, we've gone over different AI lists, which who knows what AI is basing their stats on and how they're making the list in general. But when you when you think about like Tupac, there was a verse that came out that sounded like Tupac that was made by AI. Yeah, that's creepy. That's so creepy. I, I, <clears throat> so I'm a huge, uh, fan of chicago rapper chief keith and like oh man no, he's he's literally my favorite rapper ever stop i swear to god yeah so that's he that has a I ton of like. leaks yep same guy yeah. uh he's been making music since like 2011 but uh 2010 but um he has like a bunch of leaks and people put all these leaks into these ai machines and they like spit out like fake chief keith songs that sounded like identical to something he would make. It was crazy. See, that's 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 what sucks. Maybe that's what he's doing now. Maybe he's not making music. Maybe he's just like... He was at the uh, no, BET Awards. I love him. Yeah. Dude. He's so cool. Yeah, he's a character. Like He pulled up to the BET Awards, and they opened his fan, and just a smog of smoke just blows out the van. Oh, yeah. He, he, just he acts likes like all uh, the marijuana. Yeah. He does. He's a fan. Yeah, man. He's gotten him in trouble a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know you're a huge hip-hop fan. If you're going, talking about you love some Chief Keef, like, that's that's serious, my guy. One of the guys on the text line just said he met Chief Keef. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder how that went. I mean, he's, like, a very shy dude. Like, he's not very talkative. True. Chief Keef is. Like, he's pretty... Pretty, like, uh, soft-spoken. Wasn't he with Bad Barbie? Dr. Phil, Bad Barbie? Um, no, that was a rumor. Okay. That didn't happen. Okay. Um, Kept me outside. How about that? Her. Oh, I know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. What a intelligent person. Um, Sorry, on the text line, I'm trying to text you guys back, but it's not working right now because I wanted to respond to ATX Jags fans said he met Gary Clark Jr. playing a street show. Oh, and man. I'm in the middle of a message back to him basically saying, uh, I was with a couple of my buddies at Antones in 2016, and we were at, uh, it was like it was probably like a Tuesday night, and Eve in the Exiles was playing, Eve Monsey, super dope band, uh, and she is like, song ends, and she goes, hey, Gary, do you want to get up here? And I was like, turn around, it's Gary Clark Jr., and he gets on stage, and he played for like an hour, for like 20 people wow. in the crowd. And then I got a picture with him after, because I'm really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 
But no, yeah. he's like the coolest guy ever. Oh, yeah. I've heard so many great things about him. Other you know, than you, know, of course. I appreciate that. I know Trey Elling, uh, he's very tight with him. Yeah. And they think he's interviewed him and stuff. And I want to say he performed at the first annual Bucky Gobble Mullet Open. Like the very first one, almost like 20 years ago, if not 20 years ago, yeah. at the old Circle C uh, uh, golf course. And this was way before he got big. That's so dope, man. I am like, you know, I ain't gonna try to throw Gary under the bus, but uh, Ian <laughs> Buck always say how, like, he got paid in beer. <clears throat> and I don't even think he was at age yet. You know what I'm no, saying? No, probably like was, not. <laughs> but that's There's kind of he... different rules when you're cool or good at stuff. You don't have to. Do you know you can kind of break the law and yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, turn you know it's just beer. As long as he's athletes, not driving or anything, yeah, like, you know, doing anything like, crazy. You think like the the fr- the the rookies on G League Ignite aren't like gambling at the casinos? Like they're not playing cards and drinking? Like you, oh yeah, I'd be like, spending that bag. Ron yeah, Holland, I would have no. Guys. Yeah, if I was Ron Holland, I'd be broke by next week. I'd be like, we're going to the craps table. You know, twenty thousand dollars a hand, just broke. You know, dropped two hundred k, and and yeah, it'd be great. I mean, oh, yeah. he's making what five hundred thousand? Yeah, ish, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, because I was when I was in Vegas for uh, summer league, I talked to a G League Ignite guy for like thirty minutes about it and like how the process went down and all that, and <sighs> they got that bag, dude. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't blame. That's so much money. You cannot blame him. No, not at all. For decommitting to the University of Texas, which it hurts. It hurt me too because you and I just watching him at. Yeah, I wanted to see him play at the Moody Center. I was excited, but exactly, you know how special he is and what he's going to be. That's why he might be the number one pick in the 2024 draft next year. Like, he is a special talent. And this is just a new era of sports, yep. college sports. Like, you know, if you're able to make that money and then get drafted, like a lot of guys, they would want to come out of high school. We know about Ben Simmons and how he barely even went to class in Baton Rouge during this LSU <laughs> day. Sounds like me yeah. when I was a freshman at UT, barely going to class. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I was an athlete. Point? Yeah. So what's the point if I know I'm going to be making millions the sure. next year? Like, and that's why these guys are going to Australia and Europe and playing for the G League. Like, it makes a lot of sense. So I can't blame them at all. And shout out to Coach Terry for getting a really good roster together when he had guys like AJ Johnson and Ron Holland commit so they could get this money yeah i think it's it's pretty admirable the job he did filling out the roster i mean just picking up ace miss is gigantic i mean the thing about ace miss i was tweeting about him uh he's obviously one of the best shooters they call him midcourt max you know for sure dude can pull up from denton and still hit it but he's a great pick and roll passer too so you know when he gets in the pick and roll with guys like DeSue or even you know if dylan mitchell's playing the four like you know, if Dylan Mitchell, because he's 6'9 now, so if he can pack on a little bit of weight, like, because I've talked about him, I'm thinking, like, I don't know, if, if he wants to play Where's NBA, he at right now? I think he's 6'9. No, I mean his weight. Yeah. Oh, gosh, 210 maybe. Okay, and what do you think that he should be I think be he at? should be a wing, <laughs> But what do you What do you want his, like, If he max, plays power forward? Just in general, like, what do you want his max weight at? Yeah. 220. At his best. 220 probably. Okay, that's not You don't that want bad. him to put that much on, but. Yeah. Because you don't want to lose the explosion. But if he can just, you know, get some easy buckets in the Aismas pick and roll, you know, this season, just get some lobs, just some, some and, and, you know, he's not a terrible passer. He's got potential in the short roll passing game. 
if he can do that, kick it out to Weaver or Horton or whoever, they got some shooters on this team. Uh, I I think that the offense is going to be pretty pretty good. I, I'm looking forward to watching the team this year. Yeah, when I think about Dylan Mitchell and his highest upside, I think about Miles Bridges. Charlotte Hornets came from Michigan State, both being lefties, super athletic. Mm, yeah, yeah, just uh, not a terrible person. Not an awful person, yeah. I saw his apology and stuff like that recently. Can't apologize for that, huh? In one ear and out the other. That's all I did. When I saw that in one ear, out the other, like Miles. Can't really man. apologize for that, Yeah, dude. can't apologize for that at all. But basketball-wise, he could hoop, and he's oh, gotten yeah. a lot better. Oh, yeah, he was better. a fantastic player. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better since his Michigan State days. Yeah. And just like Dylan Mitchell – he tested the uh, draft waters mm-hmm. and saw what his value was and came back to Michigan State for Tom Izzo his sophomore year. His mama didn't like it. I'll never forget that. His <laughs> mama was sitting right with him when he made that announcement. His mom arms was like, crossed. yeah, she was arms crossed. She was hot. And they were like, Mom, why aren't you happy? She was like, because I want that money now. Mama got bills to pay. Now I got another year of working. I want to be like all these other basketball mamas and retire early. So I feel you, Mama Bridges. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But her baby did make that bag, even though he lost a lot due to what you were referring to and uh, him yeah. being not the best he person. Probably, he lost about $100 million. Oh, goodness. You know what? He deserves to lose more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> that's, yeah. I'm, and that's when I compare him to Dylan Mitchell, it's just basketball. Yeah. Because I was going to say, Dylan Mitchell's like the nicest guy uh, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> He's exactly. Such a nice kid. Exactly. So you're right, man. Like, Ethio Horton, I think that was a big pickup. You mentioned uh, Kendall Weaver. Yeah. How so do you think he, he's going to he, fit? I, so, what I like about Weaver, so he shot over 40% from three, but it was in. Whatever conference the UTA Mavericks play in, uh, so not high level competition, and he was doing it on like two point nine attempts a game, maybe. So not a ton of volume, but but as a freshman, that is still big time. Yeah, and the thing with Kendall Weaver is he's really athletic. He's like really, um, it was he was one of those guys that had a lot of uh, growth in his game during COVID, so he wasn't scouted properly. So I think he probably would have been a higher recruited guy. I don't think he would have gotten a Texas offer out of high school still, but he would have gotten some more Power 5 offers, I think, or or Power 6, because he's got a lot of talent, super athletic. I mean, he's kind of undersized and he's light. He's 6'3". I don't know what he weighs, like 180 or something, but uh, he weighs what I weigh, and I'm 5'9". I don't know whether that means he's skinny or I need to hit the gym again, but... You know, I think this roster was really impressively built because of the losses they took. Uh, you know, it's not easy to replace Ron Holland. It's not easy to replace A.J. Johnson. It's also not easy to replace Timmy Allen, Serge Barrier, Ice, Marcus Carr, like all these guys, you know. And I think getting Brock Cunningham back is really important. Huge. Because his ability to shoot the three completely changed his value. He is absolutely a guy you can play now because he can hit open threes. I mean, he's not going to shoot off the dribble, but, like, it doesn't matter. He just needs to score seven, eight points a game, get four or five rebounds, and foul six times or five times yeah. or whatever. You know, like, that's such a valuable thing to have. He's like the enforcer, man. I know glue guy is the term. Well, they just say that about white dudes all the time. He's the glue guy. <laughs> uh, but, no, the, like, the gym rat. you know what I mean? The coach on the floor. But, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, because Kobe wasn't a gym rat. Um, but, like, 
I don't know. I think I think having veteran leadership come back is important. I mean, we saw last year how important it is to have older guys on your team. Azemus has tournament experience. You know what I mean? Like For sure. uh, Tyrese Hunter has tournament experience. Uh, Dylan Mitchell has tournament experience. Like all these guys, Caden Shedrick has tournament experience. He has experience losing, but he still has experience. So I think the size increase is very important as well because I think that was a big problem last year for them defensively. Um, because Caden Shedrick is is probably not going to play more than 20 minutes a game, but he's like a really good rim protector, but he's also a very good secondary rim protector on like the weak side. Mm-hmm. So I really like the addition of his game uh, to the team. I don't know, man. I'm really excited to watch some of this stuff, man. Like, I, I can't wait too. for the season to start. I'm I, really stoked. I am too. The front court is big. I like Zerik uh, Oyema coming yes. in from Oyema's UTEP. Yes, very underrated, dude. He's very athletic. Um, doesn't have a lot of game outside of five feet. He's definitely a post, but that's fine. Like, you know, he doesn't really need to. Yeah. I think I, I think Alex Anamekwe is going to be fighting for minutes. Yeah. I I really like uh, the head coach at McKinney is a guy I like to talk to sometimes. Um, Wes Watson. He coached Alex Anamekwe. He's, he coached Jacoby Walter. He's coached a bunch of dudes. I think they got to a state finals and lost to either Richardson or Duncanville. I think they I, I think they lost to Duncanville, and now they're state champs because of the whole Duncanville scandal. Yeah, but they're I I can't see him wanting to take that. Wait, yeah, I he would be that. like, dude, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very humble guy. But uh, he was super stoked on Anamekwe, man. He was very high on him. Like this guy is an NBA guy, he thinks. Like, he he really likes his game. Uh, He's just a hustle guy. You need hustle guys, dude. For sure. Like, that is so important. Like, college basketball is so weird because in the NBA, if you have Luka and Kyrie, you can kind of overcome a lot of problems. In college, you need to have, like, a lot of little things. You need to have tournament experience. You need to have hustle guys. You need to have um, guys. Because, like, in the NBA, everybody can kind of do everything. But in college, that's not the case. Like, you need guys who can switch defensively. That's not, like, every guy. Like, Aismas can't really switch defensively because he's six feet tall. You know what I mean? Uh, Tyrese Hunter's a pretty good perimeter defender despite being, I think, 6'2". Um, but they're going to be a little small in the backcourt. But the talent is so immense that I think it's going to work out. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think at times you're going to have to play Dylan Mitchell at the three. Just to Definitely. balance out yeah, yeah, yeah. that backcourt. Well, he's of a how great he's a great be. perimeter defender too. He's got great lateral quickness. I mean, Dylan Mitchell, you know, considering how amazing that class was last year, people said he's the best athlete in the class. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Think about some of the I mean, in the high school class. Obviously, like the Thompson twins are like more athletic or whatever, or Scoot Henderson or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like the fact that you're getting that kind of praise, I mean, he once he puts it together, man, if he can if he can pack on some weight and become like Aaron Gordon esque, he can find a role in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, another thing that's underrated on last year's team that I don't know who will be that guy this year, whether it's you know Zirko Yemo or Dylan Mitchell or you know even Ethio Horton. Yeah, Timmy Allen's presence. Mm. Especially defensively. Yep. Guarding the best player, whoever they play, the best wing player from Jalen Wilson, you know, guys like that. Like, he would always guard the main guy. Yep. And who is going to be that this year? Because Timmy Allen, he did everything really good. He wasn't great. 
at yeah. one particular Jack of all day. trades. Jack of all trades. Yeah. And the leadership that he brought to the table. We know what Serge Ibari Rice did. Like, that's why he has that two way with the Austin Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs. That's my he, guy. Oh, talk about just an incredible person. Barry, dude, yeah. The what way a, that he baller. the way that he carries himself on the court, man. Like I, I knew he was gonna be an NBA player. Whether he got drafted or not, I knew he would be a pro and somebody would give him a shot because just his long arms, that six nine wingspan, yep. you know, he's his IQ is out the ass. Yeah, he's but super smart. To have that pump fake and to be, and be able to use it anytime you want. And then he's such a good shooter. That's what makes that pump fake so deadly. But just guys like that, you know, you mentioned the – uh, you know, the lack of size that the backcourt has, you know, how is Coach Terry, how is he going to mix and match these rosters and these lineups? Because game to game, it's going to be different. And to win a national championship, you made some great points on how to win in college basketball. You better know how to be able to beat teams in multiple ways. Oh, you better yeah. have guys you could throw the ball down. Versatility, man. Exactly. I better have guys I could throw the ball into and they could give me a bucket on the block. I better have good pick and roll play. I better have good shooting at times. And all those things can win you games in different situations. So I think Coach Terry's done a great job of building this roster. And I'm with you, Keenan. Like this season, it's going to be very fun and very exciting. And I think they could go even further than what they did last year and that's get to the Elite Eight. Yeah, and, you know, I said this on a podcast I did with Chad uh, about how just personable Rodney Terry is, just how just how likable he is, you know, and, like, you know, I, I remember his first press conference as the acting head coach. He knew everybody in the media's name, man. Like, that means a lot. That's yeah. That's very important. And he either is really good with names or he took the time to – learn all of them, which I think the latter is far more likely. Uh, that's important, man, and people can feel that, and, and parents of players can feel that, you know what I mean? Like, that genuine touch is very important, and that's something he has over his predecessor. Yeah, and that's what we talked about with Mac earlier in the show, yes. about what made Mac Brown so good, because when you come to the University of Texas, like we said earlier, you're just not coaching. You better understand the media, you better understand the boosters, you better understand the community, because if you don't, it'll eat you alive to oh, where yeah. you can't even focus on the X's and O's stuff, you can't even focus on recruiting, and some guys, they think like they see the money and the dollars, they see the, the beautiful city of Austin, like I can raise my family here, I think I could be here for the long haul, but some don't understand what goes into it, and that's a great point with Coach Terry knowing the media guys, seems like Rodney understands it, and you know why he understands it? Because he's been here before yeah. with Rick Barnes, yep. and he saw how Rick Barnes, who did a good job uh, uh, dealing with media and dealing with people around Texas, boosters, etc. He saw that and he said, okay, I know how to go about it, which made CDC's decision a lot easier. Plus, clearly, you know, the record in 2023 taking over for Chris Beard. But, yeah, everything looks right. And, yeah, the season's going to be off the chain at the moon. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And, uh, you know, with you're not the first person I've heard compare Rodney Terry to Mac Brown, actually. You're the third person I've talked to that said that. Um, who's worked in media for a long time. For Chad sure. said the same thing, and I can't remember the third person. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good person to be compared to. Mac was immensely successful here. I think Rodney Terry is um, – he's confident, but he's humble enough to, like, take advice 
And I think that is another advantage he has over his predecessor, as well as he will let his players make mistakes, let them play through their mistakes, and not bench them immediately. Yeah, there were times like a, infuriating. You, you can't just yell at guys yeah, anymore. Man. You know, you can't just go bomb night ballistic, which, which is who he is. Predecessor, you know, that's whoever who he that guy is. To. I can't remember his name, but. <laughs> I refuse to say his name. When I'm on Orange Bloods talking about it, I just say the former coach. Like I'm just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> you don't deserve my respect, dude. Oh, my goodness, man. I get it. I completely get it. I don't care. If, if somebody comes at me and they're like, that's disrespectful, I'll be like, no, it's not. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't it. care. I completely get it, man. That is Keenan Womack. Follow him on Twitter, at Keenan Womack. Orange Bloods, Rivals, Draft Punk, official I am Zay. Call your chat. Hastings on vacation. We'll be back with a little bit more Lane, uh, a little bit more football talk. Lane Kiffin, like we said, we'll get to that. We'll get to more with Keenan about basketball. This is Chad and Zay on the horn. Chad and Zay. Gotta take y'all to Long Beach real quick. Oh, man. This album, 30 years old so this good. year? It's as old as me, man. Came out the year I was born. Wow. That's crazy. I know I'm making a lot of y'all feel old. Where were y'all in 93 when Snoop dropped this right after The Chronic came out, which Chad and I did that for an album review. He loved The Chronic. It was his first time jamming it. Yeah, I listened to that segment. That oh, was super man. funny. Yeah, it was It was hilarious, man. I love putting Chad on game. He's putting me on so much great music that I never thought I'd listen to. And yeah, The that, Beatles, right? Yeah, Revolver. man. Put me on The you Beatles. You like Revolver, right? Yeah, I like it. It's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. What's your favorite song on it again? Um, Taxman, right? think so yeah that's a good one see that's now that's a you good put record. me on blast no you're good bro i know what i don't like yellow submarine that's, that's the one that's the beatles worst song by yeah. 10 miles like when people bring that song up they're like huh, all the beatles did was drugs and stupid songs it's like okay this song yes this is a stupid song that drugs influenced for sure yeah, but yeah. like they got a lot of bangers dude like uh what's that record um Oh man, I'm gonna get crucified in the comments here. Uh, uh, Sergeant Peppers, okay. Sergeant Peppers, that's a great record too. Yeah, yeah. Rubber Soul's really good. I mean, the Beatles aren't my favorite classic rock band. My favorite classic rock band is Black Sabbath, but uh, yeah, I love Black Sabbath, dude. Ozzy, yeah, Ozzy, yeah. Ozzy's the uh, man, dude. He was so wild, yeah. bro. That is Keenan Womack. Follow him on Twitter at Keenan Womack. Orange Bloods Rivals Draft Punk Official dot set stat, Substack dot com. I am Zay Collier. This is Chad and Zay on the Horn 1049 AM twelve sixty. Having a great time up in here, and yeah, y'all, that album thirty years old. That's new doggy <laughs> style. Yeah, that's. Where where do you rank Snoop? Snoop all time. All time. Well, here's the thing, dude. I was about to bring this up. Snoop has dropped how many albums ever? Six I'd or seven or something? I'd Not say, a lot. I'd, I'd say he's in double digits now because okay. as of late, he's, he's, he's dropped, dropped three oh. albums that I like ever. Okay. I love Doggy Style. I love No Limit Top Dog, and I love the one with Pharrell. That whole album is so dope. Okay. The one that he, he and Pharrell did. I think it's like six or seven songs. And then there's obviously like... You know, singles here and there that I really liked. But, like, Drop It Like It's Hot, 
might be my favorite Snoop Dogg song, which is crazy. Yeah, it's up there. Because it came out in 06, but I mean, Pharrell's beats are so dope. Like, he's unique. Nobody sounds like him. I think a good versus would be Timbaland versus Pharrell and the Neptunes. Ooh. That'd be fun. They have similar off kilter, strange beats, you know? Uh, See, what's interesting with Pharrell, which he's a brilliant music mind. Oh, man. Beyond brilliant, bro. But. Some people don't just give him the credit because the Asian dude from Nerd who makes the beat too. Yeah, Neptunes. he's the other part What's of the his Neptunes. Name? Yeah, yeah. So I, you gotta give him love too because they're not- both dope. But like Pharrell by himself did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, what's so funny is he dropped that. Uh- <laughs> He dropped that verse on that future song, "Move That Dope," the same week he dropped "Happy." Huh. That shows his versatility, dude. He yeah. can do it all nerd is super dope uh you know everything he did with snoop was awesome all the stuff he did with uh clips and slim thug like there's so many dope pharrell songs and jams i don't know i'm a huge fan of his he's one of my favorites of all time yeah he's had some and he can rap yeah fronting with jay-z so hard yeah and uh, dude the one of my favorite verses of all time dude is the first verse on drop it like it's hot Oh, his opening? Pharrell's verse. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's just yeah. so smooth. He just rides it, dude. It's so clean. Yeah. Yeah. Pharrell, brilliant, brilliant music mind. Oh, and yeah. yeah, we're having fun today. 49 days away till the NFL season. 44 days away till Texas football kicks off against Rice. Let's get to the Flex ATX segment. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Yeah, Keenan, one of my favorite basketball players in this area. I have a few, you know. I, yeah. I like Sam McKinney over there at Buda Johnson. He's I think I can get, guess who your favorite is. You know, um, I love Hudson Greer. Yeah, he's one like of Travis. Travis, yeah. Josiah Mosley. That's who I was going to guess. Man. Stony Point. Yeah. that dude. He's a baller. He just got a Alabama offer? Oh, they're coming Kentucky in. Kentucky offer? Villanova. Somebody. They're Somebody coming time, in. Yeah. Coach Terry's already offered mm-hmm. him, which that's a good move. Hopefully, you know, he's a three-star right now, but he was just at the top 100s camp. He'll move up. And dominate He'll that He'll be a four-star, if not a five, eventually. But I think he's probably going to finish as a four-star when they re-rank pretty soon. Do you think he doesn't get the respect because Austin doesn't get the respect like yes. the Houston, Dallas, San Antonio's? Because yeah. if you look at Dallas's track record over the last four or five years, it's insane. Think about it. So Cade Cunningham, uh, Dink Pate, uh, Ron Holland, Anthony Black, Kaysen Wallace, Artario Morris, uh, Keontae George. Um, oh, man. Uh, what's his name? The dude who plays for... Uh, Mike Miles. Mike Miles, dude. Like, those the, are the last five years, like, all those dudes. And there's, I know there's, like, three or four I'm forgetting that I've, like, talked about before. But it's such a talent-rich area that everybody focuses on DFW and Houston. <laughs> Somebody just texted, hey, Keenan, please say dope more. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's my fallback you know. phrase. Okay, they'll let guys? you know. They'll, they'll put you on blast. Uh, it's all right. It's my fallback phrase. We're still learning, okay? Yeah. Um, 
And he spelled my name right, though, so shouts out to you for correcting me but spelling my name right. Um, yeah, so, and then Houston has had a bunch of ballers, too, you know what I mean? So I think Austin just gets overlooked. I think Hudson Greer is not going to get overlooked. I think he's going to be, like, a star. I think he's going to play in the NBA. He like, does a lot of stuff that Cooper Flagg, number one ranked, what, 2025? Oh, Flagg. Texas offered him last Week, yeah, a week ago they offered him. Yeah, you gotta offer him. That yeah, dude, oh my, he's well, I serious. Mean, he's going to Duke, but like, you think he's going to Duke? Oh, it's like he looks like a Duke guy, doesn't he? Because he's a white guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> very cold white dude. He's a very cold white dude. No, I've heard Duke, but it's just good to offer guys like that so they're tweeting about. It's like, yo, this school is playing with the big boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And. Going to the Elite Eight in the first season is absolutely something that makes people pay attention, man. For sure. For you know sure. I mean? I mean, that was their first Elite Eight in what, like 15 seasons or something? Yeah, since DJ Augustine, that crew. Dude, you talk about underrated all-time Longhorn athletes. DJ Augustine was cold. You bro. can't tell 19 me nothing. 19-7 his senior year, or his sophomore year, I mean. You can't tell me nothing about how cold that dude he was. was. So Good. At his sides with those big ass shorts that look like capris. Those were hilarious. Why <laughs> were they wearing those? It's like the I, opposite of what I wear. I wear like short shorts and huge shirts. That's my. Look, I, that's what dude. I'm saying. It's crazy that because that's what we always made fun of. I'm a part of that era too, where it was the baggy shorts that yeah. go all the way down to your ankles. Everybody Never. idolized Iverson. Nobody was messing with that, you know, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson stuff. Nobody was trying to see, <laughs> which that that's a problem. Some of them shorts where you're seeing everybody's, you know, twingleberries and stuff. Yeah, that that's wasn't a, a cool, that's a nah, bit much. Bit much. And they're kind of bringing that back a little bit. Happy medium. Yeah. I say... Two inches above the knee for me personally. That's just my rule. Okay. But not higher than that. That's yeah, a, they, they can't little, be at your ankles. No, I don't want to be wearing volleyball shorts. You know what I mean? Like, like we all know the iconic TJ Ford draft picture with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's my favorite era of suits <laughs> ever, dude. They were all like, what size do you want? They're like, just make it for somebody who who's seven inches taller and weighs seventy five more pounds than me, and don't tailor it at all. And they're like, all right, yeah, look like the center shorts. Like, yeah, it's like, what are you guys doing? And now they're wearing shorts with suits. It's like, guys, just there. There's like one thing in the history of fashion that shouldn't be messed with, and it's suits. Like, they figured suits out. Like, why are we messing with suits? Why are we wearing shorts with suits now? Come on, Trey Young. Young. <laughs> Trey Young draft day with that UPS. He, he, he lost. He should. He should. There, there's a reason. He he, he would have gone number one if he was wearing normal pants. Shoot, man. That's that would have been like they saw those shorts and they're like, we have to reconsider this entire draft. Pick. As cold as Trey Young is, Keenan, that Norman will always be in him. He won't be able to get away from it. Born and raised in Norman, Oklahoma, yeah. he's gonna be a little off. He can't help himself. Look, I work with Chad Hastings. He's an Aggie. I love Chad. That's my brother. Love him to death. Of course. But there's some things that Chad does that's very suspect. <laughs> it ain't his fault. He's just an Aggie. He's yeah. just an, I accept it. I accept him. <laughs> and, yeah, Trey Young, the same thing. Everything you see, like the hair that Trey Young got, like, come on, man. All all just look like spiders in his head, looking like pops from Friday. Yeah, it's that just was, not a good look. He, he has sh- a lot he of He should probably shave the head, man. Yeah, he can do something with or that. Like, or, like... You know, dude, you're rich. Get like plugs, dude. You got the paper. You just got no Max reason deal? not to get plugs, dude. 
Atlanta's putting everything in you and uh, DeJounte Murray like, yeah. I'm taking out a second mortgage so I can get plugs in a couple years, dude. Just so I, because it's that important. I'm that vein. I need my hair, dude. It's not, it's not going to be good when I don't have hair. I'm going to be a sad dude. Okay, then let the people know how's Texas recruiting right now. Like anybody yeah, yeah, that yeah. on the verge of maybe committing. I know they got my man to decommit who's now on campus. Um, What's my man man's name? Coming out of Houston area. Devin, Devin Pryor? Devin Pryor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small forward LSU commit. So he was a 2024 uh, LSU commit, and he flipped and reclassified to 23, so he's going to play with the Longhorns this year. He fills a need because they are sorely lacking wing players. You know, they don't really have a guy that's made to play wing right now. I mean, Dylan Mitchell, yeah, but, like, Dylan Mitchell's going to have to, even more so than the shot, I think he's going to have to up his confidence with his handle. Because, I agree. You know, he can't access some of these passes on these drives because his handle he's not confident with his handle enough yet once he's able to do that i think it opens up everything i think the confidence will come with the shot once he's making passes that work for people and like once you get a player involved especially a young player like a guy in college like getting them involved is so important in maximizing their potential like getting them involved early in game so they're feeling confident so i think um, that should be a point for uh, the the team this year should be to get Dylan the ball in situations that translate to easy buckets, get him confident, feeling confident, and then they can maybe expand his role. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he has NBA athleticism. He was like, I said this before, he, he looks like he was built in a laboratory to play wing in the NBA. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like he's And he's a southpaw, so that makes him different. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, him yeah. being a lefty yep. and people not being used to that. But, yeah, his you're absolutely right. His handle has to tighten up. And yeah. Hell, man, one of the best players in the NBA that might be the highest paid player in the NBA in a year or so, Jalen Brown has a shaky handle. So yeah, like, you can but he can better. shoot the lights out. Oh yeah, and he's super athletic and I mean, a solid defender too. But yeah, like you could get away with having a shaky handle, but also knowing that hey, if I get to certain spots that I'm comfortable with, I can be okay not being an Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, Kyrie right. Irving guy, and still make a living for myself playing professional basketball, whether that's the NBA or Europe. And that requires, like, physical strength. Like, you know, you, you look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who obviously has a good handle, but, like, he made a career off getting to his spot, which is that 15-foot, you know, elbow jumper. Like, he is one of the best of all time at that. And, yes, analytics are, like, don't shoot mid-range jumpers, but it's like certain players, it's a very efficient, good shot. Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, who all play for the same team. Yeah. <laughs> They're all excellent mid-range jump shooters. And like that opens up the offense a lot when you have guys that can pull up. Like that's why I like Scoot Henderson so much. Scoot Henderson is like lightning quick, but his he he has like a bad three-point shot. He pushes the shot. He just his three-point shot isn't there yet. He'll improve though. He'll improve. And he shot pretty well from the free throw line, but also his pull-up is so filthy, dude. Like, he's so good at pulling up from 15 and hitting those shots. So if Dylan Mitchell can get any kind of, like, consistent shot from 15 feet, like, everything changes. Yeah, I. if you want to win a world championship in the NBA, you better have somebody that can hit that mid-range pull-up jumper yep. consistently. Mm -hmm. This year, even though Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, finals MVP, 
best player in the league right now, Jamal Murray was there. Jamal guy. Murray, yeah, he's their mid range guy. Yeah, I mean, it, Kyrie Irving's another guy that's great from the mid range. Yeah, yeah, that Cavs team, Chris like Paul. LeBron, he has his moments at mid range through the course of his career, but Kyrie being able to break guys down on that 2016 team, that was huge for that Cavs squad. Like Chris Paul over the years, you know, even though he doesn't have a ring, but like, you know, you gotta have great mid-range shooting. Kobe, yep. Michael Jordan, all of those all guys. All the greats could hit from the mid-range. Magicians. Larry Bird was great from the mid-range. Exactly. Even when Magic, when he took his game to a new level, when yeah, they, yeah. when he was Tragic Magic in '84, and the Celtics got him, and they returned the ball over to Gerald Henderson's daddy and stuff like yeah. that. Like he said, oh, okay, I gotta get back in the lab and work on my offensive game, came back the next year, they won the whole thing in 85. So, Oh, DeMar DeRozan's another mid-range guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you got to have that. Specs text line. Yeah, spe- shout out Specs text line. You've got to have a good mid-range to be any type of valuable in the NBA for the long call. I don't care what analytics say. And, and Horton can shoot from the mid-range, too, for Texas. I'm trying to think of, of who their best mid-range. I mean, Azemus. Probably Max Azemus. Azemus can shoot from, you know, half-court. They call him Mid-Court Max. Like, that's my favorite nickname. Yeah. And then, because I used to call Timmy Allen the mid-range madman. That was my nickname for, for Timmy. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard that, but it is funny. <laughs> So I'm going to give myself credit for that one. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know. I, I On the recruiting trail, I mean, they offered Cooper Flag a week ago. He is um, he is a guy that has, like, Zion Williamson-level hype. Like He sure does, huh? He was insanely good at Peach Jam, dude. He, out, he had a game at Peach Jam where he went, I think it was 38 points, 16 rebounds, 11 blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he had like five or six assists too. But he had a Kanye triple double, man. Triple double, no assists. Like, yeah, Yo, he that's awesome. He doesn't play like Larry Bird, obviously, but he gives me a Larry Bird vibe of yeah. like, oh, y'all think I'm just this normal white boy? Yeah, okay. The like, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm not just your normal white boy out here, just a <laughs> shooter. I'm not that. Like, I am serious. That's Keenan Womack of Orange Bloods, Rivals, Draft Punk Woo-hoo. Official. Follow him on Twitter, at Keenan Womack. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings is out of town. We'll be back. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man. A Dallas classic. Welcome back to Chad and Zay on the Horde. 104.9, 1019 AM, 1260. Chad AC out of town. I am Zay Collier, joined by Orange Blood's very own Keenan Womack, who's a Dallas native. And this song, very special to his heart. It is. It's uh, my walk-up song when I played softball in, like, a uh, we had walk-up songs I played a few years ago, and uh, this was my walk-up song every time. Dallas music is underrated. There's a lot of rappers from Dallas that are really dope that, like, nobody knows about. Like, Darrow is... Big X the Plug is the new guy from Dallas. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. My, uh, my brother 
who went to Paul Quinn University up in Dallas. Oh, yeah? He put me on back in the day to DSR. DSR is super cool. Yeah, like yep. Big Tuck and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Southside the Realist is like <laughs> classic Dallas jam. <laughs> Um, I know every word to Southside the Realist. Who said that we ain't dope dealing wizards? Yeah, Call changing colors like chameleon, chameleon wizards. <laughs> Southside the Realist. Yeah, that's a that's that's an all timer. Oh man! And then there's like Mr. Pookie and Mr. Lucci. Yeah. There's a few songs by those guys. Uh, Young Nation, uh, Shaquan Bivens, who's my friend, but he's a really talented rapper. He actually shouts me out in a song, which is for real the peak of my existence so far. Man. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. see somebody already. Hating. Somebody's trashing Dallas. Already trashing. That's what. Come on, ATX Jackson, dude. We were just talking about Gary Clark Jr. and it was so. That's cool. right. Exactly. Ain't too many Austin rappers out. I know that. Uh, I like uh, Blackalack. Do you know them? They're guys. Yeah, they're super dope. They do go hard. They go super. I saw them. They were at guests Empire. on Chad. Yeah, they were guests on uh, Chad and Trey. Back really? In the day. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. I saw them at. Uh, they opened for this like kind of hippie jam band it was kind of a random combination uh but man it was a really cool show and and black Black crushed yeah i need to get back on and they freestyled like one of one of the best lines was like he was like you're from texas and you don't even rep your home state baker mayfield like off the dome oh that's hard it was so that's hard hard. yeah everyone in the car was like oh (laughs) It was sick. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Let's get to where we at in society. Where are we at in society today? All right, y'all. So SEC Media Days, it's, which is like four days. It's crazy. Way different than the Big 12. And, you know, I mean, I guess they need that many days. They just go three teams apiece. But Kentucky has a player, edge rusher, J.J. Weaver, homeboy, has 11 fingers. Mm. On his right hand, he has like two two pinkies. You should donate one to Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, yeah, he definitely could use it. That's a a huge reason why I don't do fireworks or any of that stuff. I don't play with things that explode, man. (laughs) Especially when there's alcohol involved. Exactly. I need examples in my life, and Jason Pierre-Paul is that. But J.J. Weaver, like, shout out to him because he talked about at SEC Media Days of how he's flipped something that was embarrassing and that he got bullied for as a kid, which, you know, kids could be cold. Like, Ugh, growing up, like, they, so they probably fired his ass up. You old tight-grip-ass boy. Like, they probably <laughs> said all types of stuff to J.J. Weaver growing up. Like, hey, don't, don't shake his hand, boy. Like, you know, I'm messing you up. Some just crazy stuff. But now he said him and his mom contacted Nike and they have their own brand of gloves. Oh, that's cool. Called Perfect Fit. So they got him that extra, you know, extra glove finger, I guess. Open. I don't know what you call that thing. But yeah. he has an extra thing for his finger, so he'd be good. And he said that he, when he goes back, and you know how all these guys do community service and they give back and stuff, when they went to a elementary school, he saw two kids – that had 11 fingers too. Oh, wow. And 
they could relate to him for obvious reasons. Sure. But I think it's just an amazing story. And it's awesome. Yeah, he's invited the big, tw- or excuse me, SEC media days because he's one of their best players, and he has a good shot of being a pro. And yeah, turning something that could be considered negative into something positive. I salute JJ Weaver. Yeah, I mean, like, so he got like a Nike endorsement out of this. Yeah. Dude, and I am. all right, here's our plan, dude. I'm going to get a fake finger, and I'm going to see if we can get a Nike sponsorship. <laughs> I, I just need to make the league after that. I don't think it's, yeah, that's, we got a lot going I don't going think I'm going to make you. the league, yeah. yeah that's probably the, that's, that's probably the more important part of this Yeah, uh, there's too many things that aren't going your way, my guy. Yeah, I don't mean that. to be flippant. That actually is a really cool story, so I'm not trying to be a jerk, but yeah. that's a beautiful story. Yeah, shout out to J.J. Weaver. Also, Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, since his name is Kool-Aid, on his number one chain, he had the Kool-Aid man. That's iced so out dope. And flossy. I said it again. Like, I, I'm with you. That's fire. That's very That's cool. That's fire. And if your parents are crazy slash ghetto enough to name you that, <laughs> at least make some He paper said it, off not it. me. I didn't <laughs> that, say that. <laughs> hey, I, I, that's ghetto as hell. I don't Kool-Aid <laughs> parents. Y'all are ghetto that as rocks. hell. Like, so once dope. I start hearing names like Chitlins Brown or um, what's another name? Collard Green Sanders. What? Stuff like that. Like, Because, again, where's, where's it going to stop? Oh, Eden? yeah. Oh, I thought that was real. I was like. That's what I'm saying. Who does he play for? That's what I'm saying. Like, why not? What You know, if you know you got athletes in your family and you want your kid to be a superstar, like they knew what they were doing. They knew their kid was going to be an athlete because they, they probably got a lot of athletes in their genes and their family. Kool-Aid's yeah. parents, probably very athletic. If you've seen them play, brother athletic. Yeah. But come on now. Come You're not on. setting your kid up for success with that name necessarily. You're like, please make the league. Th- that's if you have it. this name, please make the league. Or be a really good musician. Yeah, or now you can make money, NIL, name, image, and likeness, and Oh, hopefully- yeah, dude. I mean, he's good, too, right? He is Any good. one of their best players on he defense? He is good. I expect. I mean, he got cooked against Xavier Worthy, but who, yeah. who doesn't get cooked by Xavier Worthy? Yeah, I expect for him to get torched again against he this will, very I'm deep sure, yeah. wide receiver yeah, crew. Yeah, and A.D. Mitchell, too. Man, he gonna, they going to have a lot. Nick Saban, I know he's sweating already. That's why he's always so disgruntled and angry as of late. He likes Sark a lot, though. Like, they really, he really respects Sark. Like, after the game last year, because I was there, and I got just the worst sunburn <laughs> of all time. I looked like I was wearing Alabama stuff. That's what I looked like. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, that was a fun game, but after the game was over, the Alabama fans were actually pretty respectful. I was, I wasn't, I was oh. like, yeah, like, one of them walked up to me when I was leaving, and he was like, hey, respect, you have a good team. I was like, Okay. Yeah. See, when you win that much, you could be a little objective. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a different world. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Somebody said winning championships call. every two years is. <laughs> somebody said purple drink Collier. That's basically the same thing for Kool Aid. I mean, that's a good rapper name. And again, dude. yeah, just like JJ, you gotta flip it any way you can to make this money. I can't knock Kool Aid McKinstry or JJ Weaver. Get your money, young fellas. Do your thing. Oh, that's yeah. our number two. Keenan Womack in the building. I am Zay Collier. This is Chad and Zay. Our number three coming up on the horn.